Again from the Gospel of John. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Dear hearers of the Word of God, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. This is the second week in a row that we hear about John the Baptist, and we're not done with him yet. We'll hear of him again in the Gospel lessons in January. With that much airtime on Sunday mornings, it would seem that this guy is pretty important. Or is he? Let me provide a little context here so you get a sense of what's going on in John, but perhaps more importantly, what's going on with those people who encounter John today in the Gospel lesson? John, you see, was recognized as an outlier, a person seen as not part of the power center. He wasn't coming from the system, but was clearly outside the system. And for some, as we'll see, this was a problem. And yet for others, this may have been part of the attraction. Either way, nowadays, John would be identified as an influencer, someone who was trending. Obviously, he was drawing big crowds. It probably shouldn't surprise us about how he was gaining popularity or why he was gaining, gaining popularity. Keep in mind what was happening to the people at the time. The government was oppressive and in some instances, ruthless. Society as a whole seemed to be in disrepair. The standards of God's commands were set to the side. Justice for minorities, the poor and the marginalized, was seemingly non-existent. Generally speaking, both the average person on the street and the leaders of the religious establishment were frustrated. They were looking for change. People were in need of hope. And now, take into consideration what John was sent to preach. Listen again to the parts of today's lesson from Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord of God is upon me because the Lord has appointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and release to the prisoners. I suppose it wouldn't be unreasonable to draw some parallels with the world we live in today. Turn on any news channel of your choosing or log into your social media account. People are clamoring for change. People claim the government is corrupt, full of deception and conspiracy. They claim injustices in our society are deeply rooted in a systemic structure that keeps the demographics in power so as to widen the gap between the haves and the have-nots. They claim that those people who are in power are intent on keeping the marginalized voices on the outside of the system. So, again, from the Gospel of John. There was a man sent by God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify the light so that all might believe through him. Remember, John was an outlier. 
and he dressed the part. Clothing made of camel's hair, leather belt around his waist. This was a signal of his prophetic role in the world. His rebellious spirit, a call to be a change agent. Nowadays, it might look like a person with yellowish hair and a red baseball cap with M-A-G-A over the bill. Or it might be a person with purple hair with a pink streak down it and a few nose rings as garnishes, as, as garnished in their face. These are today's signals, markers of a rebellious spirit seeking change, promoting a prophetic voice of justice. Now to be sure, it wasn't just the look that made people notice John. They were listening to what John was preaching. And as John himself said, he was sent to prepare the way of the Lord, to make straight the path by lifting up valleys, lowering mountains, making uneven ground level, making rough places smooth. John was sent by the Father to bring God's justice to the world here and now. John was sent by God to preach a word of hope. Now, here's where the gospel starts to rub this morning. Here's why people were sent out to question John. You see, the justice, the hope, the religious leaders were seeking and advocating for was not necessarily reflected by what John was preaching. Rather, the justice and hope they were seeking was informed by what the religious leaders believed to be the problem. You see, if you were one of those who was waving a flag saying, make Israel great again, you were probably loving it when John quoted the fourth verse we heard in today's Old Testament lesson from Isaiah. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Build the wall, so to speak. Drain the swamp. And the same goes for those who are more inclined to walk in a pride parade, raising a multicolored flag with love wins inscribed on it. They probably loved it when John quoted the eighth verse we heard in today's Old Testament lesson. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully give them their recompense, and I will make everlasting covenant with them. In other words... These folks believed hope comes through a diversity, equity, and inclusion initiative. We need to make the table larger for all, and really mean all this time. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if right now people are thinking, if not murmuring to themselves, who does he think he is? 
preaching this way. And fair enough, I suppose, because that's exactly what we hear in today's gospel. John starts preaching from Isaiah with exhortations to repentance, naming sin left and right, and feathers start getting ruffled. Listen again to today's gospel lesson. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I'm not the Messiah. And they asked, what then are you, Elijah? He said, I'm not. Are you a prophet, the prophet? He answered, no. They said to him, who are you? Let us have an answer for those who send us. What do you say about yourself? Remember, John was attracting a fairly large crowd. And interestingly enough, the religious authorities, be they the conservative traditionalists or the liberal social activists, neither of them understood how and why he was attracting such crowds. Now think about it for a second. With the crowds he was attracting, the attention he was getting from the religious authorities, the popularity of his ministry growing, he must have been a pretty important person. Or was he? Listen again to what John himself says in the gospel. John confessed, and he did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. They asked him, why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. Did you just hear what John said? Those who are inclined to seek their hope in the law advocating for reparations and land acknowledgments, those wanting to legislate morality and replace their secular government with a religious one, John said to them, you haven't a clue as to why I've come. You haven't a clue to what it is I have been preaching and why people have been listening. Listen again to John when speaking to the religious leaders. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. That is to say, John was sent by God to testify to the light, but he was not the light. And as part of his testimony, John didn't claim any fame or superiority in his preaching. Rather, he said, I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. Now remember, John himself identified that he was the one who was sent by God to make straight the pathway for the arrival of the Lord. But John wasn't accomplishing this work in a way most people imagined. He wasn't telling people to try harder, be better, Rather, John's testimony was to preach the promise, call people to repentance, and baptize people for the forgiveness of sin. 
Today our gospel lesson stopped at verse 28. Let me take a moment and read to you the next verse, verse 29. The next day, he saw Jesus coming to him and declared, here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The promise John was preaching in the wilderness showed up the next day. The light of the world was sent. John was to testify to it, and then it arrived on the scene. Now, I probably don't need to remind you about what happened once Jesus showed up, but indulge me for a second because it draws a sharp contrast between the sermons of John and those who came to question John in today's gospel. You see, in today's gospel, as well as in our day, there are people who think that Christian ministry entails seeking justice in the law, seeking to make paths straight through legislation of ethical stances. And yet, as the whole Gospel of John makes clear, those same people, the religious leaders who are in charge of the institution, wanted actually to absent Christ from the focus of ministry. Listen again to the 19th chapter, the 6th verse of John. When the chief priests and the officers saw him, they shouted, crucify him, crucify him. And so Jesus died because we wanted equity, morality, purity, self-justification. And Jesus then was raised on the third day by our Father in heaven. And Jesus came back to those who betrayed him. He came back to those who pushed the law to its ultimate limit. And do you know what Jesus said to them? I forgive you for your attempts to be your own gods. I forgive you your sin. This is the message John was sent to pre preach, to testify to, the message that Christ preached. Dear, here is the word of God. There was a man sent from God whose name was Tom. Today, we're installing our newest pastor, our newest minister to us, Tom, this is what we are installing you to preach. Christ crucified, raised from the dead for the forgiveness of all of our sin. We look forward to you delivering this message to our children, our families, our loved ones, and all who have ears to hear. Amen.